0: everyone, welcome to regular podcast Knowledge and Powers. As always, with you is me, Kat Ariaseo. Then we have Barush.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: Then we have Kolach.
2: Dobrana, dobrana, dobrana. Good morning, everyone.
0: And we have our guest, Kubik. Hello. <laughs> what a morning. What a (laughs) morning! May the force be with you. (laughs) These are not the droids you are looking for. (laughs) That's
3: a good day. (laughs) Uh,
0: Mr. Kola just informed us that he has no tidbits for us. Um, So I'm gonna uh, say now on the recording what I suggest pre recording. The three funny words I've learned in Korean. At least to me, they are funny because of the pronunciation, <laughs> which is dundun, dun-dun tuk tok <laughs> It's just hilarious just by pronouncing. So dundun means fat, <laughs> dun-dun means smart, and
1: no. <laughs>
2: It was healthy. It was healthy. You said that it was the opposite. It was healthy.
1: Okay. I have a fun fact. Fun fact is that in Chinese, uh, fat is dun. So I, th- I think it's, yeah, it's taken maybe from Chinese. Ah. Mm-hmm.
0: That was instead of the tidbits, there you go. <laughs> it was the, the uh, language window. Today, we are continuing with the scrum discussion. And I leave my good friends Colla and Baroš to start asking questions.
1: So, last time we were talking with you about Scrum overall, uh, Jakub. Um, but there are many methods, rituals. approaches, rituals, rituals. Yeah, in Scrum or in general in Agile that are actually helpful for people who don't use uh, any Agile methodologies. So you can use it in Waterfall, for example so one of them is retrospective and i don't know how about others in other companies but in our company we are currently going through actually evaluation yearly evaluation and this is where that retrospective could be very useful and maybe we can first start what that is what is a retrospective and do you use it in your work Jakub
3: Oh yes, um, great, we're starting with retrospective because I think that's like one of the most useful ceremonies, of how you call it the rituals, uh, from, uh, from Scrum or from Agile ceremonies and it's really useful, we use it a lot, I mean after every sprint we do retrospective and we also did some retrospective for teams which are not using Scrum so they are not working with sprints but still the retrospective can be useful, and can be useful also not just in software delivery, but whenever. So the point of retrospective or the purpose of retrospective is basically to inspect of what, what is happening, how we work, what we do, and what can we do better, basically, uh, how can we improve our work, not, not just like how to do Um, the work we did differently like the, the technical stuff for example but the way of working also the relationships also basically whatever which is which can be improved it's also a place for appreciation of others so usually in the retrospective you have these segments I mean there are a lot of ways how to how to do the retrospective basically you can go really simple like what went well what went less well let's say let's not say it, it went bad, I mean, because we want to stay on positive note, right? And also, like, yeah, you want to appreciate, and there is this one um, good um, sentence, or how to say it, uh, which is good to tell people um, before the retrospective starts. We assume everybody is doing their best based on the skills, based on the knowledge they knew at the time so that's good to know to, uh, that's good to say before the retrospective so they have this in mind because it's not like we are going to blame that he didn't know that he he didn't do that i mean or he or she uh, we don't just blame like he or she did something bad we inspecting like okay what was done and how can we prevent it in the future if it wasn't done in the best way we we know now
0: i am have... Uh, maybe total different question, but you just mentioned something that you are not trying to blame someone. You're trying to stay in a positive note. Just recently, I was doing one uh, education and I was also highlighting that sort of we need to stay in a positive note. But then in a feedback, I received that it's kind of something like, it's kind of weird that we want to be all like a sunny. And... <laughs> So probably I didn't um, phrase it well, but how can you elaborate more specifically? What does it mean to stay in the positive mode? And, I, and, and what we're trying to say here is not like we are all shiny and everything is unicorn and rainbow-ish, but it's just that the, the communication and the type of words we're trying to use is not to hurt people but it's to learn from it and move forward. But can you say it in your words, like what, whenever you do, when you do retrospectives, how such a staining positive note looks like?
3: Well, yeah, you basically said it. It's pointing on something can be done better because we are not uh, trying to evaluate uh, individuals, but we are looking at The work or everything as a team because all the all the work and all the deliveries from let's say the sprint if we are talking about scrum is the team responsibility not just like we divide the work okay he will do this she will do that and they are responsible i mean if somebody needs help they need to uh, ask for it or talk about it and on the retro that this can be mentioned like okay um this some sort of work or some part of work was not done because um, we didn't uh, we didn't ask for help we didn't um, mention on standup that uh, somebody's struggling or s- something like that so it's not like okay you you were you were slacking off you you were not uh, doing something properly or you, you were something like this so it's not like blaming we are just trying to figure it out what went less well and how to improve it? How to not it's not about just mentioning what went wrong, but what we can do about it. And sometimes you may find like that like something bad happened, but we cannot influence it because it was some something external. We can try like uh, find the right people who are responsible for taking care of it. But usually, if we are trying to address the things we can uh, improve ourselves and uh, basically do these improvements, deal the next retrospective.
2: There's this thing which which was done as a study and they took two groups of people and one of them was told that there is a problem they need to solve. And the other group, which was taken to a separate room, they were said that they have a challenge to overcome. So it was just one word to change. There was a problem and a challenge. And what they measured was the cortisol level of these groups. And when it comes to the first group who received the problem to solve, they had higher cortisol level, which means they were in a higher stress than compared to a group which was challenged because for them, it was a competition. So they their cortisol level was lower, but their testosterone was up, which meant that they are in a competition sort of mode and they want to achieve some result. So that's why I feel that framing is really important also on the retrospective and at the same time we need to remember that we want to build error positive culture which means that we want to say out loud that we screwed up we fucked up and these are our issues which which we had but we are trying to overcome them and try to improve and although we may screwed up in the in the past we are now looking for a way how to do it better in the future
3: and yeah, I mean uh, as, I, as I was mentioning, there are different ways and different um, models of retrospective like uh, you can do it in different formats. and yeah, it's all sometimes it's stated like, yeah, what are the, the problem areas and sometimes like okay, what challenges are we facing? you know so it it may uh, work differently and you you, you may what find opportunities
2: your... what opportunities of growth we have? <laughs>
3: For example, yeah, I mean, you can phrase it uh, the best way you see it, and you can you can try this. And there are also, I mean, if we want to talk more about different formats, uh, for example, we are using a mirror since we are working online, and we are using Miro tool. And there are like hundreds of templates so you can use, and there there, there are fun ones, there are serious ones, and there are like okay simple ones so you you just straight straightforward going in but sometimes it's good to have like this some icebreaker activity which just let people talk before doing actual retro so they are not like just sitting and waiting because sometimes when you are working with uh, like developers they are really introverts they don't want to speak they don't want to open up and if you have this relationship and start some fun activity which if they will participate it will just make them feel more safe, like, okay, they can talk.
1: Kubik, is Retrospective meeting it the only meeting where you use Retrospective?
3: I would say I'm trying to use Retrospective as much as possible Any anywhere I I see something for improvement. Like I'm not waiting for, for Retrospective to happen to address these um, issues or challenges, right? So if I see something, I, I open it right away but if it's something minor we, yeah, it can it can wait depends on the situation and we are going back to depends mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so can you can you describe your retrospective meeting how does it go
3: yeah i can i can describe the last one which we tried some funny template on mira and basically it's 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 online meeting and firstly we are doing this icebreaker and it was like, um, we had team of retrospective was dog, dog team. And first this icebreaker was create a meme, meme picture, right? Uh, With dog, with dog team, uh, which would describe or reflect how you feel about the last sprint. And it was really funny, like there are a lot of dog templates for memes, and i just loved it so we had a laugh and everybody was like yeah okay and then okay let's let's do the serious stuff i mean even the serious part of the retro doesn't need to be so serious because like we try to establish the safe space and we want people Mm -hmm. feel like okay they can talk about anything so then i will mention that that it's um let's call it phrase uh that everybody did their best etc which i was mentioning and then basically we have some some categories of uh, for the for their inputs like okay what went well and i can uh try to find that uh which was in the doc team but basically it's there are some categories like okay uh what did you uh liked about the last sprint like what what was well what do you want to appreciate who are your heroes of the sprint like okay who you want to like um personally appreciate like to mention their name and because of they did something and there are also uh categories for let me okay i have it open so i can i can read it so from first one is pandoc like how could you uh, how could we enjoy our work more how could we make more time for fun in the workplace and there is place to put inputs for this category there is like who's awesome and what where we are excelling as a team what great things are we doing that we should keep up with then it's also this is fine and it's what's making us nervous as a team what are we not prioritizing Mm -hmm. and the last one is insanity wolf Uh, what problems do we have as a team that can be used the challenge word What's frustrating us that we need to address. So basically these categories and people are like guided on, so it's not like, okay, put all your inputs, but they have categories. So they know what they can think of and bring the topics. And after we have all these topics on the board, we just go to try to cluster them because sometimes in different categories uh, may have something connected together. So we just do cluster about the same topics then uh, if there is too much of them we are trying to dot voting so we uh, prioritize them basically everybody has like uh, three maybe five sometimes um, votes and we just address the votes and what is what has the most votes we just go and talk about it and the talking phase is the most interesting because everybody can speak up their opinion what can we do better and from the discussion we are trying to create the action point like what we will do till the next retro, or if it may may take longer, but usually we are trying to fix it. So it's not repeating from retrospective to retrospective, because if you let people talk and they will um, address the issue like, okay, we have this problem and this problem and nothing will do about it. And it will be in the next retro. And then in next retro, they will start to think like, okay, why we doing this? There is no progress. There is no help. Okay, we, we don't have to mention it and they will start to feel like okay this is pointless and they stop address the issue
1: so how do you decide who will take on some actions to fix the issues
3: well it depends <laughs> it depends on the issue itself if it's something like uh, the process related or the company related i am usually a scrum master trying to uh, take it on me because i want guys and girls to be focusing on development development work so they they are not bothered with like okay i need to talk with some manager about this and this and so on. but if there is something like technical stuff and they want to have some sort of um different approach on some technical stuff then i don't really know how to how to implement something or that so i let them to decide okay who is going to take the lead on this so it's usually some, some of the developers
2: how it goes with the volunteering for these topics issues do they volunteer really fast or they are hesitant or you need to pick or how does it go uh,
3: usually it's like uh if if i'm asking like uh, okay who will take this one it's silence usually yeah it's silence sometimes it's definitely like okay yeah i can do it sometimes rarely but usually i'm not asking like okay who will take this one I, i'm asking like you will take this and if he may say no and i will just move on and ask somebody else but i'm usually going st- uh, straightforward asking somebody if he can or she can take it
0: i i just tested it because usually when when my my manager asks who would volunteer i raise the hand right so <laughs> now i'm testing for a couple of months that i'm quiet <laughs> and suddenly there is an awkward silence <laughs> and i'm like
1: <laughs> so how long does this process usually take These retrospective meetings that you do
3: yeah uh, i mean uh hour is usually um uh, not Mm, not longer than one and a half hour uh but it depends it depends uh, based on if we have time after the meeting like if there is not uh, something else important they need to attend so we can talk more about uh the stuff but usually we there is not uh so many topics so we can we can solve them um like in time but uh, yeah i mean one hour and maybe one and a half hour it's it's sufficient time for two, like for our two week sprint if there if, if it would be longer like for example we had four week sprint it may took longer because we may address more issues like more things happen and we can talk more so uh there in the scrum guide there are like all oh, these guides what should be the time box for if you have two weeks sprint and so on uh, if you have one week if you have two weeks so there are these guides but i mean it's up to you you you, you can iterate it even on the retrospective time like uh, first we first sprint you will do one hour and you will find like okay it's not enough time so you will pro- you can prolong it if you agree with the team if they want to talk more so next next uh, sprint you will have 2 hours and you find okay that's too much too much and we don't we, we won't spend that much time in that case you can still have like okay 2 hours uh, booked in the calendar but you will always finish sooner and they will have like uh, you you always have time for it. so i I am for like booking more time and and sooner uh, rather than book less and and later.
1: So is there a rule that Scrum Master is always the one facilitating retrospective meetings?
3: Well, uh, usually, it's the scrum master because uh, if
0: <laughs> I, I, I thought he will
3: start, it depends. <laughs> I yeah, that. me too. <laughs> I wanted, but ah, surprise! Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to start. So it depends. Uh, he forced me. Um, so usually, usually, it's the scrum master because if you just let let the meeting start and you will be silent like okay let's see this how it's happening. Then usually it's much slower start like it's not like okay let's do this Then I am in the in the in the bringing that energy like okay let's do this. They're usually sitting in silence and okay are we going to do this or how how are we going to do this and there is no this like um. It's not this dynamic. Yeah exactly so that's why usually I, I am or Scrum Master facilitates the meeting. Uh, because he is trying to move things forward and bringing the energy so everybody is talking.
2: But I think that it's not the only Scrum Master option. I've seen teams where they shifted the responsibility from one person to another. So one month or one sprint, it was one person or several sprints, it was one person then it shifted to another person. And again, it created some sort of codependence on one another and also some sort of you know, join contribution that I'm doing it, so I know how it feels to be the facilitator and to actually be not just contributor but also running it from the background. So again, I it depends. I I would I will agree with Jakub. So it depends on the maturity of the team how you want to run it. If it's just scrum master, or it could be somebody from the team as well.
0: But you are also allowing the skill development in 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 that uh, perspective as well.
1: For teams that are not using Agile project management, where would you suggest they use retrospective, maybe not retrospective mating, but the elements of retrospective mating?
3: You can still use the full retrospective In you can select your format of the retrospective. And what I would do is like, um, I would still recommend to do the retrospective on um, like, uh, re- repeating it every month, every every two weeks based on the based on the work they are doing, if they're doing something uh, repetitive and some some usual tasks, they usually it's not so much to like discuss, let's say every week or every two weeks, maybe Dep- it depends on the on the work itself.
2: <laughs> I will adhere that there are also wrong uses of retrospective. And maybe you've noticed or maybe you've experienced it. Uh, there is a retrospective, which you do once per year. And it could be annual revision of your work. What went well to praise yourself, what didn't go so well, you know, so to see opportunities for growth for the next year. And usually your managers or somebody uses it to review your work for the whole year, I would say that this is not the way you should do retrospective. I mean, it's really useful to do it also after full year. But again, retrospective is good to use frequently because you can ad hoc uh, or you can frequently assess your problems, your gaps, your blind spots, and you can react towards them. If you do it once per year, something will happen in January, you're going to evaluate it in December, and that doesn't make sense.
3: Exactly. I agree with that because that's what makes it uh, agile. It's um, doing it frequently and address the issues from one retrospective to another like you you will solving those those problems or do those challenges Uh, so you will address them you will solve them and trying to work on them so you are still improving on what is the current situation so you are still in the the most recent uh, problem areas and you are addressing those and not like just the one year the the one year evaluation on let's this retrospective uh, the annual one it's basically just reflection on what what happened during the during the year and maybe some space for just one year planning ahead. But it's like, yeah, to plan one year ahead is really why. why? I mean, mm-hmm. it depends on based on the work, like you can plan for one year, what's the plan or some vision, but it's not like, okay, this is something I can commit to, because in software development, it's really hard because the technologies changes now. When everything is basically every every developer is using ChatGPT for for their work, so. It's
0: and <laughs> I I have a question. Um, you've mentioned that you're using a, like a mirror tool for a retrospective. Um, when you solve some of those items, whatever it's discussed, do you also keep a track like what has been solved, what it's still. Sort of
3: on its way to be solved etc? Yeah we are uh, create these sticky notes or items or so- something uh, and to mention like okay what needs to be done and I'm trying to keep keep an eye on that like okay if it's moving and um, on the next retrospective I'm asking about those. If, if there are something I, I should solve it should be gone. I, I'm not asking about that because usually I'm trying to solve them if if not, I I I can bring them like okay, this this is still pending, so I can put it right away into action items like this is not solved. But yeah, I'm I'm usual, usually like asking like okay, what about this? Was it addressed? Was it discussed? D- do we need more time on this or something like that? So uh, since we have all these uh, old boards, we can we can check like okay, what was mentioned and what was the action items from the previous one, so we can discuss them as well. Like are they are they in progress or is there any other issues? Is there something I can help?
0: Ah, so you have like a board for that particular sprint and then the action mm. item but it's not like you are collecting that there There would be let's say a space where you keep collecting what has been sold what's still, what is still like in an action item but you have like numerous boards and you have to go like back, back, back.
3: Yep. Mm. Yeah, but usually you don't have to go back, back, back too, many, too much because it should be solved. If mm-hmm. it's not solved then something, there is something bigger, there is something issue we either cannot solve mm-hmm. or okay there is some, it's something bigger, it, it will take more time.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But usually it's not like okay we, if we are still addressing something which was mentioned like half a year ago then okay what are we doing? Mm -hmm. It needs to be prioritized or something. There is also like, uh, there was this, uh, we we use different tool and that uh, supports like export to, for example, we are using Jira for tracking uh, our uh, work tickets. So there was also possibility to extract action items to to Jira as a ticket. So we we can have it on the board uh, next to work items and we see like, okay, this needs to be done as well. So we can put it into our sprint sprint planning as part of, it will also take time. So we need to plan with it.
0: Jakub, again, um, our knowledge just uh, grew a little bit, so I hope our listeners like it as well. And it's time for a recommendation.
2: I would like to recommend one thing which I come across recently, and it's podcast or video podcast. Uh, I'm not sure how many versions uh, this guy has. I'm watching it on YouTube, and it's called Huberman Lab podcast. It's a video series of Dr. Andrew Huberman who talks about how our body works from the perspective of hormones and how we can impact or how these hormones impact us. So you find there a lot about testosterone, estrogen, how to deal with those and how to improve them, how they impact us, how to improve the body condition and live healthy thanks to all these influences and how to deal with them in, again, uh, back and forth because it's all uh, interconnected. So if you are interested into how to get better at sleeping, learning, dreaming, well, or everything like that, uh, you will find information there.
1: And we will include the link in the description.
0: Don't forget to subscribe, a like, a leave a comment or a leave a topic you want us to discuss. And with that said, we're going to say
1: Bye bye.
2: Ciao. Ciao.
1: Ciao. Ciao. Bye. (laughs) This podcast represents our own opinions, experience and our own ideas. We do not represent any official statement from our employers and this is not their official channel representing the company.